Inch podcast. The Avs win this game. Three to two. I think we might all do well to remember that they did win this game. Yes. Uh, against the Anaheim yes, Ducks. Rudo. Bullshit. <laughs> we'll talk about the bad, too. We'll talk about the good. We'll talk about it all. But we got to start with the 60-second rundown. Uh, Avs didn't have their A game in this one. I don't think they played their best, but they were putting the effort in, and that's what makes the difference. Ugh. You don't have to play your best every night to win. You just got to beat the team you're against. They beat them in the first period, one nothing. They beat them in the second period, one nothing. They have a two-goal lead going into the third. The first 13 <laughs> minutes of the third is great hockey. The Avs dominate Sorry. it. They get up 3 nothing, <laughs> And then the last seven minutes of the third happen, which we will talk about in depth in a bit. Ultimately, the Avs give up two goals in that stretch, but hang on to win 3-2. Only needed 40 seconds. Let's go. Wait, wait. Uh, all right. Let's start at the top here. Start with the good stuff. We'll work our way down to the third period of the bad stuff. Top of the list, Nathan McKinnon, three-point night. <laughs> kind of the night you've been waiting for out of that guy, no? Yeah, it was badass. <laughs> he dominated the game. And you look at, you know, this isn't a, oh, look at his line mates. Like, he's playing with Jonathan Duran, who is on the fringe of the NHL coming into and this Logan season. And Logan O'Connor. And Logan O'Connor, who's never had a 10-goal season in his life. And had not scored a single goal, non-shorthanded goal this season. <laughs> Until tonight. In game 25. 25. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to learn which number game it is. <laughs> Pretty funny, given I write a post-game article with it in the title. Yeah. <laughs> but I cheat, and I just look at the game summary to double-check. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're talking about Nathan. Nathan McKinnon was awesome tonight. Mm -hmm. And that's everything that you wanted. We were looking specifically at when things didn't go well, because that's where, yep. that was where. You'd seen the poutiness. The yeah, you had seen some of the. You had seen some of the things that you don't like. Yep. Some of the bad, some of the, the body language that you don't really love. Yep. Um, some of the lazy habits, the, you know, some of that cheating the game that we talked about after the Kings yep. game that led that it led in part to the Kings getting on the board. Yep. Um, and tonight, none of that. Just it just didn't exist. Not at all. It, multiple shifts where something you you'll see him regularly complain about happens. Instead, he keeps working. He pushes through. He helps create plays that uh, ultimately get the abs across the finish line involved in all three goals. Obviously, the goal he scores is more of a brilliant play from Jonathan Druin than it is from Nathan McKinnon. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, he puts one in the back of the net, too. Yeah, he was the best player on the ice, both yep. teams. He was awesome. That was our keys before the game, right? 96, 29. They have to be at their best. Don't, we can talk about at Miko later, but at, at least one of them was yeah. at their best. He was awesome. Yeah, I criticize uh, Nate sometimes because we expect a lot from yep. him, as we should, yep. uh, as being one of the best players, oh, top top five player, and top three player in the league, right? I mean, yep. he's, he's up there. Um, tonight, he took the bull by the horn from the get-go. He was the hardest working guy on the ice, and when he does that, he creates... He makes people around him better. You just went over that right there. You don't know. Yep. No offense to Logan. No offense to Jonathan Druin. Uh, but he makes people around him better, and that's what he did tonight. And there's a big reason. And I think Yorgia made some big stops, but I think the mm -hmm. main reason was the play of Nate McKinnon. Yep, one hundred percent. 
The Evs needed all three of those goals, it turned out, and he was involved in all of them. So He was awesome. Credit where credit is due for a guy that we have been asking for more from. He absolutely gave it. Well, and when we talked about, after the last game, we talked about the the idea of breaking up Branson and McKinnon. It was in part to, okay, you guys can't just rely on one another all the time. You need to get going. You need to whatever. And for one of those guys, it sure worked. Yep. I mean, this is the Nathan McKinnon that we're just accustomed to seeing, like, 60 or 70% of the season. Yep. This is the superstar that you paid all that money to and said, we trust that you're just this good for a long time. Yep. But that's why you look at the injuries before the game. You're like, yeah, but you know what? We're still fine because we do have 29, 90s, you know, a yep. bunch of guys like that. And, and this is a good point because not seeing how the bread got made, if you had told me the abs with no Val tonight, no Makar tonight, no Cogliano tonight, you told me this lineup was going to win this game 3-2 tonight, I would take it. 100%. That's me. I'm not turning down wins. Yeah. The way it got made has us a whole lot more frustrated with how it happened. Yeah. But the end result is still a success. Yeah. So, wanted to throw that in there. I mean, what a world. (laughs) You know, you look at the all-city network of pods. A lot of other teams that would kill for a 3-2 win. Chicago's like, so what if we lost again? We just want it to be entertaining. (laughs) We just want them to play hard. And you're like, all right, that's a different world. The Flyers, uh, I don't really know what they're after. I don't really know where that franchise is, but it's not winning games On their way to the Calgary zone in a hurry. Arizona's always kind of been in the Calgary zone. Yep. You know, or worse. Yeah. So, you know, now we're sitting here like, did they win in the right way? Arizona is on their first five-game win streak in three years. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the Avs do that multiple times a year, every year. Yeah, like the, you know, five-game win streaks are something to be proud of and something that oh, you totally. should feel good about and blah, 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 blah. But, yeah. Like, just <laughs> franchises in different places, and we're very fortunate to cover the Avalanche. That we get to sit here and be upset about how exactly. we didn't like the way the Avs won. Yeah, three, and that's, what I'm, that's the point that I'm <laughs> making poorly is... You you feel like <laughs> they won this game. Do you like how things happened at the very end of it? No, of course not. No, but they still won though. Man, there's <laughs> there's fifty there's fifty minutes of this hockey game that exists before that. Yep. And unlike in the Nashville game, you walk out with two points. If it was like the Nashville game where you blow the game, you have a very different approach. They closed. Yep. And. Again, we're kind of putting the last seven minutes of this game in its own box. (laughs) But you look at the first 50. I really don't think they played all that well in the first period. I think they had some decent offensive stretches, but defensively, they were kind of a mess. Yeah, they were. It was a real struggle, man. Like, they way too loose. Yep. Way too willing to play. Uh, It's funny because the Ducks want to play the the way that the Abs want to play now. Yeah. Um. So way too willing to (laughs) play that style, I guess. (laughs) Um, Just not good enough defensively in the the end. Just not good enough defensively. But I will say, again, outside the last seven minutes, it got better as the game went along. The Avs play throughout this game ramped in the right direction until the nonsense happened. Yeah. So I want to give the Avs some credit there, particularly on a night where the lineup was a mess. And before we get into 
the 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 way that the game ends um you know the last it's like nine minutes whatever it is yeah um it's not the team nope it's it's, it's one guy and the refs it's it's Two incidents, yes. Two isolated things that happen yep. that lead to the goal, the 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 game being three two. Yep. It's not the team. It's not that the team gave up. They didn't turtle. They didn't throw in the towel. They didn't do any of that. It's two isolated incidents that get us to where we are. And so I'm not even I'm not even dinging the Avalanche for sixty. This is a pretty solid game. This is what a good B game from the Avalanche against a bad team looks like. Yep. And they had a three nothing lead that should have been should have been an easy win. It should have been them coasting and yep. outside of two isolated things. Uh, one of them I don't even know like how do you fix it? I don't know. And we'll understand. and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we'll it. But there. it's like this is a fine game and yep. you win and I'm coming off of a three game losing streak, you're not too good to win ugly. Definitely, you're not too good to win not. in a flawed way. You got two points. You continue to force the rest of the Central Division to chase after you. Hey, Keep hey, doing that. Hey, lots of positives. I, Josh Manson, for me, played great. a great he game. He, he, he was started a few up. games yeah. ago, right? It's the mean Josh Manson. I know. Like It's just like it's, it's good, fun man. to watch. But again, <laughs> he missed some time last year. missed some part of the training camp. It takes a little bit of time. you know. I think he's finding his groove right now. And when you have Sammy out... Kale out, and then even part of this game tonight, Bo, Bo out. out. Yeah, I mean you need a guy like, and I thought Jack Johnson, you know, played well uh, as well. I, I do. I mean, I, I somewhere somehow he provided some some veteran leadership. I know he's he's looking at me. He's looking at me. You can't see it. He's looking at me, but you know he he stepped up. You know, was he perfect? No, but he provided you know some. Some decent plays, you know, the head fakes, and you know all that kind of stuff. So somewhere, somehow, they needed him to raise his game up. I thought he did for what it's been, right? Yeah. And you might say Look, the floor was a little. I thought low. he was just yeah. fine in the offensive yeah. zone. You weren't watching plays die on a stick there. Yeah, and then I mean, overall, I thought Manson really stepped no up, shit. and that was huge. You know, <laughs> Manson was huge to step up, and I kudos to Josh Manson. He was awesome. He was. Yep. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Jack Johnson. No, I'm no, not. I know you're not. Yeah, just there's nothing that the abs can do. They end up in the situation that they're in tonight. Yep. Yep. Um, Byram leaves the game with an upper body injury that's not his head, according to Jared Bednar. Well, I'm not sure how. You, I mean, you look at the play. I'm assuming if it's not his head, it's his shoulder. Sure. Well, that's the only other I guess that I would the have. Play. Uh, anyway. So the, the, on, the only other guess that I have is that he gets inside that shoulder and maybe it's separated, maybe it's sprained, whatever. That's it. I, I mean, it just doesn't look that bad to yep. me um but i mean we'll see on a timeline we'll see whatever I mean, we'll just see if he just couldn't finish the game if he's fine moving forward whatever but they end up in a situation where jack johnson has to play 22 minutes and they still win this win the game yep uh, you get a phenomenal game out of caleb jones yep you get a great josh manson game you won you win the game yep i thought Malinsky was fine too i i like sam Malinsky. Yeah, yeah, i, I, agree. I agree. am ready to give him more personally yeah. And where like does it him. all start? With Devon Taves? With Curtis McDermott. Oh, my God. I was talking defensively, but okay. Yeah, all right. All, look, all I'm saying is you can have a guy who has now twice sat a handful of games for you, come in and scored a big goal. Two times in a row. All goals are big goals. Sure. Tomas Tatar. And he scored two of them to Tatar zero. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but 
What a skill goal it was. Yeah, I mean, to kick that from his skate to his blade and then finish the way that he does, it's fantastic. Dude, there isn't anything. Curtis McDermott is who he is. There's no taking away when he makes a sick play like that. Yep. And as we've seen over the last couple of years, he is. He's got a few in the bag. He's got a couple of them in the bag every year. He works hard at it. He works hard. If it works, it works. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, That got the abs up 1-0. The 2-0 goal. (laughs) Did we see a little bit of the the glimmer of hope for the Halifax homies on this play? What could be if Jonathan Druin can find a little bit of consistency? Well, and I think the difference between why Druin worked there tonight and not why he was working next to Rantanen is because they have an adult on that line. And Logan O'Connor that will do the heavy lifting <laughs> that does the work. I love that. And we've talked about this so yeah. much. You know, Val Nachushkin and Arturi yeah. Lekkinen. Why does he work next to Nathan McKinnon? Why do those guys work there? And it's because that's a guy that's willing to do all the ugly stuff to make the, the pretty stuff happen later. And when McKinnon tried to make the pretty stuff happen with Logan O'Connor, it didn't work. Not wrong. How does Logan O'Connor score his goal? Jams at the front of the net. He goes to the front of the net. He sees that the puck is still loose underneath Gibson, and he just reaches around, and he... Pizza hot. And that's like... That's what Logan O'Connor does. He does all the ugly stuff, and it makes the rest of the guys around him look better. Yep. And when you see Jonathan Duran, Nathan McKinnon, like... Duran has a glimmer of hope to work there as long as LOC is there. So I'll say yes. As long as there's an adult that continues to be on that line and doesn't let those two run roughshod and there isn't a third squirrely guy that they put out there to not give a shit about defense and, uh, you know, make a kind of a lazy play here. All right, I'm a little shortcut there. A guy that will takes no shortcuts and works really hard and elevates both of their games with that stuff, there is hope there, 100%. Good. I'm glad. A two-point night for Jonathan Druin as well. Yep, Should and well-earned. Yeah, totally. Oh, I thought he stepped up his game too, right? Hey, Val not there. Uh, that's a big hole. Obviously, lucky, and like you were just talking about. But, you you know, for me, if you look at it, forget about the number of games um, played in their careers. But, see, he stepped up his game where Oscar was probably more flat. All of You know, I just thought he was non-existent. Who? Olaus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I know Jonathan's a veteran and Oscar's a young guy, but again, two different situations. One of well, them is, hey, Val's not there. We need a big game out of you. You know, all of a sudden he makes Nathan McKinnon smile a couple times tonight, which we haven't seen him smile a lot lately. So there's a big, big difference where Oscar really not much happens. You know what I mean? In a different situation. I know you said LOC's the adult on that line, but for me, this might be Jonathan Drew's best game of the year. Not just the assists, but he was doing great board work. He was taking pucks yes. away. He was working well in the defensive zone with Skating. the pucks. What I, what I like is that I don't know that I necessarily agree, but it's Ooh. one of them. I Sure. And that's Not where, argue that's where he's starting to string together games like that where you're like, okay, is the 60-point dream dead? Probably. But the forty point, and this is an actual player on our team dream, is not Still dead. Still very much alive. Yep. It's not dead yet. Yep. So that is... That's super encouraging for me. Yeah, I agree. Because, man, did he look good. And, you know, it's a lot easier to to advocate for the skill in Jonathan Duran's game <laughs> and all the little things that you see throughout a game where you're like, that's a good play. That's a good play. That's a good play. When you have two points. It does and help. It does I was help. mad in pregame, and I said, I want some goddamn production. Got well, it. We, we got it. That's exactly yep. what I wanted out of Jonathan Duran. 
He got a big opportunity and he produced. This is the system working. <laughs> Amazing how that happens. How that tends to happen. What a shock. <laughs> Make the system work for you with Bet365. Nice. You can go sign up today with code DNVR365 to get a bunch of amazing boosts. You can follow along with our bets if you would like. I hit two or three tonight, so we're doing good out here. Not too shabby, if I do say so myself. Uh, with the NHL, if you set up parlays, you can get a 30% parlay boost every single time. So get in on that action. Of course, you can also bet on all sorts of other fun sports. Whatever it is you might be into, go check it out at Bet365. Keep your bets never ordinary. And of course, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Also brought to you by the folks at Shady Rays, which I put on when there are eight minutes left in the game and choose to close my eyes so that I don't have to think about that part of the game. Should really go to 10. <laughs> Full 10? Yeah, well, because Miko's nonsense it, happened just on Is there, it at so. 9.30 or yeah. whatever? Okay, sure, whatever. Fine with that. Yeah, you need to put the Shady Rays on two minutes earlier and the shutout would have lived. There you go. I blame you. It's my Honestly. fault. Honestly, it is. You get to You get to own that and take that home with you. Get to Shady Rays two minutes earlier then and use the DNVR code to get 50% off your order of two pairs of sunglasses or more. Uh, go over there. Join over 250,000 people who have rated the Shady Rays five stars. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, I want to give a lot of credit to this guy because I think it did, did fly under the radar a little bit. But Alexander Georgiev, I don't think you can ask him to play any better than he did tonight. Dude, you want two games in a row that that guy has deserved better from the team in front of him. Yep. Two games in a row where you're looking at goals given up and you're like, what the? There's nothing he can do about Come that. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> you got a guy that's just, he has no chance on the five on three goal at all. Five I would say, I would say four of the last five goals yep. that he's given up. And the one they had a chance on, the Trevor Moore one, there's a whole <laughs> host of problems and an absolutely awesome finish by Trevor yeah. Moore. Yeah. So it's like you could make an argument for five out of five goals where you're that guy hasn't given up a goal where you're mad at him. Definitely. In two full games. Yep. I'm all about that for him because I think I think he was, again, very good. And yep. again, look at the stats. He is, I know he's played a lot of games, but he's got the most wins in the National Hockey League. And I know it goes with it because it goes with your starts, but he's still leading the league and wins. So he's doing the job somewhere, somehow. And then on a game like tonight, quietly, he was, especially on the, the shorthanded situations, like we talked before the game, he came clutch again. That five on three, there's not much. <laughs> he tried. He had no more stick. He had the wholesale going. But, you know, I think he's been fantastic the last few games. And I think he's back on track. And it's only good news for the Avs. It's uh, there are a couple of things I want to touch on. First of all, the only reason the Avs are cruising 3-0 in this game ever is because of the quality play from him. Yep. He had made a handful of big saves through the first two periods of this game. Mm -hmm. Then you mentioned the shorthanded. I know they score on that five on three, but he allows them to get what is it a minute twenty into that? Hundred mm -hmm. percent. That makes the ensuing power play only forty seconds instead of a yep. whole nother power play, basically. And there isn't. I, I want to go back and rewatch to make sure that this is actually true. But from live viewing, I don't remember there being a major breakdown anywhere. It's five on three. Yep. Somebody's open oh, somewhere. Yeah. Yep. 
You just can't take everything yeah, away in a five month. Stuff's gonna be open. What are you and gonna do? Georgiev has to sell out to stop the initial shot every time. Which is that's Troy all Terry. he does. Yep. They they make a good enough play. Whoever passes that puck, I don't know who it Troy is. Terry. It's Troy Terry. Sweet for my fantasy team. <laughs> you said he was gonna get one. I, I've Well, he, he gives it, him the shot then he gives him the exactly. look. Exactly. And he then he bites counts. he bites on the because he has to. He has to. He's a good shooter. This is a guy that scored forty goals. I know he has been on yeah. the drop, but so he's like, Okay, he's shooting. And then he makes the pass across. Georgiev doesn't quit on and it, I know but he just, there are just people, misses it. Uh, who are like, oh, Georgiev was slow getting over. Watch the <laughs> watch it. Watch the play. Yeah, no. You know why he's slow getting over? Because he loads up for a full push to give himself a chance at a miracle. This guys get the best feet if he, in the Western. If Conference. he doesn't do that, if he yeah. just slides, he's not competitive in any way. And mm-hmm. as we saw. He misses that puck by like an inch. And he's back. That's what I'm saying. He's got the quickest feet in the West. But AJ. By far. You're telling me Georgiev's not a mind reader? <laughs> he doesn't know he's going to pass that puck? He's supposed to mind read. Yes, man. <laughs> but he sells out to he's out, he sells out to stop the shot, which he has to do. Totally. If he's super deep in his net and Troy Terry just beats him, are you happy about that? No. We're all sitting here going, that's a bad goal to give up. And instead, he does the right thing. They make the they make a better play. Leo Carlson finishes. And he yep. pushes and Great. He just misses. And uh, yeah. it's all and, good. And to f- top this off. He gave himself a chance, and that's all you can ask a goaltender to do in that spot. He gave himself a chance. And to top this off, after that, in the final six minutes of the game, he doesn't crack. He doesn't give up the game time nope. goal. He, no. stop, he puts the <laughs> when he has a chance, he stops everything. <laughs> yep. The, the only goals that give that get by him tonight are a breakaway, which he gets 85% of. That's a totally made-up number, but it's a pretty high number no matter what. He gets a, a lot of that puck. Of it, yeah. He gets a lot of that puck. And then into the empty net on a five-on-three, on a cross-crease pass, yep. five-on-three. Like, give me a break, man. All good. After that, he's great. He's great at the end of that game. Yep. The, the too many men that they take, well, they were looking to take a penalty on Anaheim because they were like, that was maybe not great on our part. <laughs> like... That helps. Yep. You would have liked to see the Fs actually score on it, but it's fine. And then after that, I mean, Ryan Strom gets a beautiful chance in the final yep. minute. Big he save. makes the save. And that's that. That's that. Yeah, that's the last really good opportunity that they had. After that, the only frustration was, oh, God, the Fs can't get the puck out of the zone. <laughs> but there were no scary scoring chances from there. Yep. There just weren't. And, and I think that was the story of a lot of this game. The Fs did give up a decent amount of volume tonight. But other than the disasters, they really didn't give up that much high danger at five on five. Hey, you want to know the numbers? Yeah, I would love to. If you've got them pulled up, pull them up while you're pulling them up, though. I got watching Bednar's presser there, smiling. And that's what winning does. Yeah. (laughs) Nathan McKinning smiling at least three times tonight. He was excited for McDermott. He was excited when Drew and gave it to him. Winning does that. Winning is more fun than losing. That's it. Bull Durham. Remember the interview? Oh. Winning is oh, you know I remember that movie. I can mm-hmm. quote a lot of that movie. Best right. baseball movie of all time, for uh, my money. Yeah, yes. it's up there. Yeah, better my, better than Field of Dreams. Easily. What okay. about Major League? I would have Major League. Roger Dorn. I would have Field of Dreams like five. Well, all right, Major League ahead of it or behind it? Ahead of it. What else then? Uh, uh, certainly Moneyball. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, Moneyball. That's was fair. Good. Hold on. There's one more too. I, uh, I barely call that a baseball movie, even, but. 
Kevin Costner uh, baseball movie. That's Bull Durham. No, and no, no, Field no, no. Of Dreams. No, no, no. I know. There's another one. Am I missing? There is another one. You know what I'm talking about? He gets a flat tire on the side of the road, and then oh, for love of the game. Yeah. Ah, yeah. See. Yeah, How buddy. We're I connecting forget? tonight. Like How the, could I forget about Halifax clear the homies. mechanism? You know, it's like that movie is like Jerry Maguire. The sports part of it are great for the sports fan, yep. and the romance parts are great for the romance fans. Yep. And when you're me, that means I love the shit out of that movie. <laughs> so numbers, movie. the numbers tonight. I see, I see some conversation in the chat about uh, unhappiness about the Avs defense, whatever, whatever. You're wrong. Five v five. These again. These numbers are five v five. There's only thirteen twenty eight of five v five in the third period. Yep. So keep in mind um, just the, the the sample size. A lot involved. of the goofiness happened not at five v five. The abs. The abs have an eight seven shots on goal advantage. Scoring chances are eight to two. High danger chances are four nothing. So at five v five, the abs lock it nothing. down defensively. <laughs> yep. The abs go from defensively. The abs give up three high danger chances in the first period, two in the second period, zero in the third period. Five so, in a game is just fine. Yeah. At five v five, it's unheard of. Yeah. Um, scoring chances, they give up seven in the first period, four in the second period, and two in the third period. Their defense continues to get. This is a trend, a long term trend, of their defense gets better and better and better, and then by the third period, they're giving up nearly nothing. And the game score, game situation has mattered very little to this. They have just gotten better and better and better in third periods. We saw this outside of the L.A. game, which will always be the outlier because of the situation they were in. Yep. Even the Arizona games and the Anaheim game in Anaheim, defensively at 5v5, they continue to be very, 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 very good. Yep. It's very good. Yeah, it's great. I. Uh, it's incredible how much confidence... I have, let alone, I'm sure, in the room. That's a team that goes into every third period thinking they're going to dominate. Yeah, I agree with you. Just so you make a bonehead. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll anybody, to that. anybody else that cares about these kinds of numbers, I'll just give them to you very quickly. Their expected goals for percentages in the first period, 42.69. Both numbers were really low, so take that with a grain of salt. And then after that, they have 66%, 84%. They got better as the game went on, and they should have walked the ducks to the door comfortably yep. how it happened we will obviously get into but i'm saying defensively the it abs continue yep. this continues a season-long trend of them getting much better in the third period uh okay and that's to me i want to just say that is a really impressive thing because that is a defense with no kale mccarr and no bowen byram and no, right. Sam and no Sam Gerrard. I'm sorry. You're talking about three of your top Unreal. four defensemen. Don't play in the third period of this game. And you still held it up. And I understand the Ducks are the Ducks. I understand that that is not a very good hockey team. Good but players. you are talking about a competitive team. And yep. you are talking about a team with some ta enough offensive talent that you have respect for what they can do to you if you fall asleep. And the Avs, without those three guys, without three of their top four defensemen, Give up zero high danger chances. Zero yep. high danger chances at 5v5 in the third hey, period. Zero. You gave up not one, not one single breakdown at 5v5 in almost 14 minutes without three of your top four defensemen. I just don't, I'm just not. The Evs didn't get scored on at five on five tonight. It was just good. I'm just not here for our defense is bad. Oh, it's our not. defense shit the bed. It's oh, this this happened. It is obviously imperfect, but my goodness. 
before we get into the really bad stuff, the other thing I want to touch on on a negative side, the Bowen Byram hit, I think we all agree, clean hit. Don't really have a problem with it. I don't it. have any issues, man. No. Okay. It looked, I mean, the blindside nature of it opened it up to being, how bad is this? And then when you just keep watching it over and over, you're like, it's just not bad. It's, it's Byram's going through the center of the ice with his head down. I yep. mean, that's what happens. He puts himself in a, that is a, I guess I'll victim blame like crazy here because he puts himself in a really dangerous situation. And it's exactly why you don't do that in the NHL. Yep. It's exactly why. And Max Jones does everything that he can to make that a, a good, clean hit. He yep. hits through the chest. Doesn't hit him in the head. Doesn't their heads doesn't throw unfortunately an elbow. bang together. Yeah, but does that's not it. do yeah. anything there that you would constitute as dirty. Yep, you just can't make that decision in the NHL. I don't know what Byram is thinking. Yep, I agree. And yeah, as Chet is saying, the injury is reportedly not a head injury per Jared Bednar. Whether so. or not that's true, we'll never know. I mean, yeah. we might know eventually, but hopefully, yeah, that's true. All we can do is just believe that that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. I, I'm sure we'll find out more the next practice day for the Avs, yeah. but more might be he's day to day and for yeah. the rest of the time. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I didn't really have a problem with that. I didn't really have a problem with LOC being the only one who gets two minutes on that play either. Kind of is what it is. Yeah, I mean, LOC, LOC doesn't even do that much to Max Jones. I don't know how Max Jones, because Max Jones didn't play again after that. And yeah. he looked uncomfortable. He looked he looked hurt. And if you look at it, like he gets him into like a little bit of a headlock. A headlock and, that's and, it. Then, and then Jones just turtles, basically. Yeah, like, and then he's like hurt afterwards, and he doesn't return. And or we got hurt from the body contact with Bo. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm seeing. Got himself hurt. Like, I'm, I you know imagine. I mean, like. Makes that's way the only more thing sense. I can see because I didn't see anything. It, it makes way more sense than LOC actually. I, I don't him. think LOC yeah. did anything. No, me either. As far as is what it is, we had a big long conversation on the watch along about how you don't love the penalty, but also you appreciate LOC standing up for a teammate. And then how does the PK respond? They give up zero shots yeah, on they goal. They crush that penalty kill. They don't do anything. They pick LOC up because LOC is defending a teammate. Yep. 100%. You kill those all the time. That's playing for each other. Right it's a team there. being a team. Yep. You can you can live with that one. Totally. That's a big positive tonight. Uh, would you say that that stuff like that is hero stuff? Yes, I would. Do you think LOC eats hero bread? I do now. <laughs> he was a hero tonight. Uh, lots of heroes tonight. Lots of zeros. To, well, one zero tonight for sure. Uh, but you can get zero sugar per serving with your hero bread today go to hero.co today and use the dnvr code when you sign or when you order to get 10 percent off your hero bread uh it's a great option it's ultra low calorie or low carb uh and you can get it eat it with whatever you want i know a ton of people who are on keto that are like oh i can't eat a burger because it comes with the burger buns and all this you can get it Dude, with hero bread. The number of people that eat burgers with like a like lettuce wrapped yeah, around it. Exactly. Of, I'm just like, Ugh. it's not worth it, man. Stop doing that. Can't it's do just it. not worth get it. Get hero life. bread instead. You can get it in bread. You can get it in buns. You can get it in tortillas. It's got you covered over at hero.co. You can also get it on Amazon, but go to hero.co today and use the DNVR code to get that 10% off with hero bread. Uh, and then when you want a drink to go with your burger... Make sure you hit up Breckenridge Distillery, the official beer or the official alcohol, rather, of DNVR. 
Uh, you can get their award-winning whiskey. They have a new vodka. They have all sorts of other stuff available at BreckenridgeDistillery.com right now. You can order online uh, and get it shipped right to you, wherever you might be. Go check it out. Breck Distillery, making some of the best alcohol out there. And go over to BreckDistillery.com today and vote for the uh, winners of the Instagram Broncos Bourbon Contest. The winner gets sweet tickets to the Broncos game on New Year's Eve. So Good deal. go check that out. Go vote for your favorites there. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's get into it. it. Let's get into the bad. Okay. I, I think it's very clear. This nonsense starts with one guy. And his name is Miko Rantanen. Yeah, I mean. It's just garbage. Well, that's when it's three nothing. You're going on the power play. Nine minutes to this go. This game is third. over. <laughs> you make it four nothing. See you later. Good night. You don't even need to. Yeah. You get through those two minutes, still three nothing, and this an, game is over. An uneventful two minutes yeah. is totally inoffensive and yeah. fine. And and, and Miko just kind of goes lax days ago and then makes the wrong play. Luckily, puck gets <laughs> back to him, and then he does it again. So it's two in a row. And then it's a clear-cut breakaway from outside the red line to Sam Carrick. That ends up burying it. But you can see the frustration by Miko. But here's the can difference. He well, does no, slam no, I'm saying, stick. like, you know, slamming his stick. I'm saying Whoa. frustration. I know. He is awake. I agree. You know, and, and, and I, I'm his biggest supporter. Uh, do I like his game the last dozen games? No, not at all. Uh, did I like Nate's games the last few? No, not at all. But I like. Nate's effort tonight. I loved his his desire. Yeah. He was engaged in the game. I didn't see that from Miko tonight. You know, and, and I think Miko is an elite player. He fifty five. You know, fifty five mm-hmm. goals last year. Um, Leads the abs he, right now gonna, in goals. Exactly. That's that's we're not saying. I want people to think that we think he's a bad player. We all know he's a good player. He's an elite player right now. He's not playing at its elite capacities and. Yeah. And that's why the Avs ran short a little bit on that road trip. And, yeah, you're critiquing the best players. That's what you should – I mean, again, it comes with the territory. Yeah, It comes with the territory. Now, if, if Miko can just get back to simple things Thursday or whatever, yeah, what's today? Tuesday, Thursday, simple things, work hard. Nailed it. Nailed it. Days of the week. I don't know what days of the week I was but, struggling to keep yeah. – you are correct. Yeah. yeah. Nailed so it. You get back to – you know what? Dig deeper. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Like on that play there, just bring the puck up the wall or something. I, I, I don't know. I have to look back at the play. But keep things very simple. Yeah. Work harder than you have been. Things will get back to normal. And once the things get back to normal and then Makar comes back, hopefully, you know, hey, cross our fingers, maybe, a, you know, Thursday. And then Nate seems like he's back on track. Your gifts found this game. You're going to see the abs go four, five, six, seven wins in a row again. Especially with the schedule that they have. Four more at home and then a very short road trip and then more at home. You get a little Christmas break in there. Yeah, exactly. And then you have the bullshit game in Arizona again. Yeah. The thing thing about Miko uh, that this play confuses me, it's not anything. It's not that Miko does something lazy or stupid. That stuff happens a lot. It's just kind of comes with the territory in his game. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It has frustrated me. I have complained about it for years now on this podcast. Um, That he gets into these funks and the the try hard goes away. 
one of the things yeah. about one of the things about McKinnon that has always driven me crazy on the other side is that he has really unproductive anger. Yeah. So he puts a lot of energy into things that don't propel his game forward, that don't help his team, whatever. Um, you saw a lot of productive energy tonight. He yep. was, which honestly awesome. amplified Miko's lack of it. To be exactly, honest. it sh- it shined a big bright spotlight on what what and especially this play. What is this? Um, but why is he the guy doing that? Yeah. He's n- only ever out of necessity has he been the guy to bring that puck up. You have Nathan McKinnon, who's one of the very <laughs> best in the world doing this. Why are you even having him do this? I agree. That's not a that's Weird not choice, a, to yeah, say the I least. I mean, it's. I would have to go back and see the situ- how the situation yeah, unfolded exactly, on yeah. the ice to get a feel for it. But yeah. either way, don't do that. Don't have Devon Taves do it. That's definitely not what he's going to do. Yeah. You got Nathan McKinnon. Use him. Give, Give it to him, him and get out the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just have him do it. So, uh, but but absolutely, no joke here. Just an unacceptable play it, from him. It, and look, if. He screws up the first time and it goes the other way. It's bad, but shit happens. To compound that? Right. To, to mess it up a second time. To not have the awareness of, yeah. oh, we're up 3 nothing in the third period. Oh, this is a bad spot. And I'm going to try and stick handle this backwards in the right. neutral zone. And, and the one guy, the one guy that you can say he should have an idea, an awareness of where all four ducks are. Is the guy who was just looking yep. at the full ice yep. skating up it. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. The one guy that should be like, oh, there's a guy here. I know where the other guys were, too. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> but it's funny how a game can turn around on a dime. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's funny. It's funny now because they won. But just one little yep. mess up. Can turn things around. It it shifts the momentum, and then you get into this other part, yeah. which I do want to preface. It's a bad penalty, but I think it was Olafson yeah. who takes the Tripping, trip. Yeah. Yeah. That penalty was coming either way, so it's a bad spot for the Avalanche of their own doing. Yeah, and you open up the door, you give the Ducks life with the three-one goal, yep. and they take it. Yep, totally. They, they walk through it, and then yeah, Olafson is the one who trips Carlson, and and then I mean, you get. A- certainly I don't think that was a penalty from Curtis McDermott. (laughs) I don't think it's a penalty alone on Curtis McDermott. I get where you're going to blame McDermott is why bother? Why skate over to that guy? Like Olafson trips him. Carlson goes down and McDermott's probably unhappy that Carlson goes down awfully easily. It's a, it's still a penalty. I don't think he embellishes. I don't think he dives. But I think I think McDermott could go over there because he's Curtis McDermott and like this is what he does. This is why he's paid. When he's in the game, he's gonna go over there and he's gonna be a little rough. But is this does this rise to the level of roughing? Give me a break, dude. Here's the way I look at it. <laughs> um an an engaged hockey player, when there's a penalty on a play that, you know, again, at a crucial part of the game, which there's nine minutes, whatever it was, five minutes to go. It was like it was. seven and a half at that okay, point. Okay, so Olafson yeah. takes a penalty, and there's usually a little mix-up in people there. An engaged hockey player. Coaches want engaged hockey players. It doesn't matter if you play 30 minutes a night, 20 minutes a night, five minutes a night, or you're Curtis McDermott. You want to be into the game. What do you do if you're going to have 
and watch that. It happens all the time. There's a penalty. All of a sudden, players come in, and then everybody's kind of shoving a little bit. What are you trying to do? You're trying to suck their guys in into doing something. He did it perfectly. He did not. Yes, it's Leo Carlson. He's 18 years old. He's, he's not an idiot. Curtis McDermott was a fair guy. He's never gone after guys that, you know, that are obviously, like, not fighters or, or tough guys. He just goes in there, you know, and you saw that. This is Carlson. This is their second overall pick last year. Yeah. So all of a sudden, they come in like a pack of wolves, just like the Avs were a pack of wolves when Bowen Byron went down. What's his name? LOC went in there, and then all of a sudden, there's, like, a little bit of chaos he does that. He doesn't do anything wrong. The referee that's right there doesn't say anything. He's like, okay, that's enough, which is very normal. These things happen 20 times a game. Yep. And if like, you call that, you're going to have, you're talking about your five on five play. <laughs> you would have like a minute a game of five, <laughs> five on five play. So the referee from behind just comes over, you can see, and he starts waving at him. You're gone and you're gone. You're gone, meaning Olafson, the tripping, and then you're gone to McDermott. That is a reputation call. And, yeah, you can say, what, what's he doing there? I'll tell you what he's doing there, and I'll, I'll stick by my point. He's trying to create something where someone comes in and just gives him a tap in the head. Next thing you know, it's a four-on-four situation instead Carlson of being. Carlson does. Yep. But that's my point. He like, reaches he, over top of the ref and yeah. is trying to get Thank a McDermott, you. and the guy ends up with nothing. And you can blame. You can talk about McDermott. Uh, you know what? Curtis McDermott has been great. Uh, and he's been a great teammate. He's been great this year so far from what he's been asked to do. You can't ask for more. Unreal, and man. this was not. I, I would have felt so bad if I scored another one. I mean, you could see after the game. I think he was gray. He was like, <laughs> on the ice. He was like, oh, my God. You know, but at the end of the day, he didn't do anything wrong. I, there's nothing. He comes over and gives him the smallest bump of all time. It's nothing. It's like, I mean, it's it's a. Uh, you go back and rewatch that. If it's you a re- bump. Dude, he gives him a ride. I wouldn't even yeah. say and that. And it's Gouda's nothing. The two shifts later goes after McKinnon in the corner. I'm just way saying, worse. I'm just saying this is a this is a scrum that happens all the time. I don't care about the argument of oh he just nothing is going on and he starts a thing. Yeah, that's how every scrum starts. It starts out of nothing. It's all good. It starts out of a couple of guys, and a couple of little jostling, and the more jostling. Carlson's helmet comes off, and he's reaching over top trying to get at McDermott. Give me a it's break. A bad this call. is a penalty. It's a bad it's call. Unbelievable, dude. That's a if anything, call. you just take both of them. You call it a rough, and you sure. have a four-on-three for two minutes. Who cares? But to but to give a team a five-on-three in that situation, is it's insane. It's, I will I will go out on a limb and say you will not see it in an avalanche game the rest of this season. I don't think that's a very big limb, but <laughs> with, with I, I won't say you won't see it the rest of the year, but I would be willing to bet that it happens less than ten times all season. Yep, that you end up with a full two minute five on three uh, where two one guy same time. Yeah, one guy gets a roughing as one of those two calls because of it, a post whistle scrum. I would be willing to bet it does not happen again in an avalanche game. Plain and simple back call for me. That's I, it. Look, I know that we live in an era where we have become a bit more intelligent about how refs affect games and that it is important to call penalties that are actually penalties. Definitely. But a universal truth of anyone who has spent any time watching or involved with the NHL is that refs should not affect the game or change the game. 
by the calls they make late in a hockey game. And one of the biggest ways to do that is to give a full two-minute five-on-three. Well, that's a choice <laughs> ridiculous. made. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't like that because the sh- couple shifts later, now it's 3-2. Avs get on the power play, which it said too many men. I have no idea. We, we didn't have the replay. We didn't see. Is it a too many men? I have no idea. I know? still haven't seen it. I, mean, I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Nate McKinnon gets the puck at center ice. Not once, but twice. He gets hooked on the hands. And that's always a penalty. And I, that's more a penalty than what Curtis McDermott did. And then he goes in the corner with Gouda's. You're talking about writing? Like, oh, he gets written by freaking Gouda's. And I love Gouda's. He's a, he's a maniac. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I tell you one thing. He's in the corner. And then he cross-checked McKinnon. And really? Those are penalties. Because if you call that on McDermott, there's probably... 20 more penalties, you have to call the rest of the six, seven minutes. <laughs> six because or seven that's, minutes. it's insane yeah. when you do that. Now you've decided to be a part of the game, and, and I don't like that. And I'm not here. Referees, they're the best in the world. They're the best in the league, and they're awesome. I mean, great friends with some guys. That's not the point. On this particular play, uh, the, the back referee decided to become part of the game, and, and that for me is wrong because there was nothing – that happened that was worth a penalty. I, and yes, I defend Dermy all the time, but there, there was I, nothing. I, I don't think Dermy needs to be defended my here. Point. The ref just got the call wrong. Like, That's it. I mean, he just, it's just an overzealous. Yep. Uh, like, I don't know what he's trying to prevent there. Yep. That's not <laughs> roughing. There was as, nothing As we view roughing either. in the NHL, that's not it. And there was nothing happening. And I there think was nothing happening. That's the that's the argument that people will have of McDermott shouldn't have gone over there. Look, I'm I'm I I'm all for why is McDermott going over there? Fair enough. I don't have any real issue here. I get what Eric's saying. Yeah. I, I get the I get the opposition he's of, it, of get, just he's saying he's trying to even it out. Of just saying, hey, he's just, going over there because it's who right. he is and it's what he does. I I get it. But no matter how you feel about his presence in that scrum. It's just not roughing. You don't get to pick and choose. If you're saying, hey, why is Curtis McDermott going over there? Then you need to say the same thing about every single net front scrum in the NHL. Hey, why are those guys going over there to start shit? 40 times like, a night. Right. Yeah. This makes me this makes me want to go cut together a compilation of scrums and be like, here's a guy. Here's, here's a guy. One, here's, one, here's a guy. Here's one, here's There's one. nothing going on here. There's nothing going on there. It happens all the time. Yep. It happens all the time. It's just not a thing. It is just one of those things that we have accepted as it's just part of the game. These guys jostle each other and they. Uh, that's probably not what it sounds like, but <laughs> I, I hope that's what it sounds <laughs> like. In my in my head, I just feel like it's a couple of cavemen bashing clubs <laughs> against each other lightly, just to let them know that they're there. And hey, if they want to see each other later, then fine. And it's salt in it's salt in the wound when Carlson's the one who scores the goal. Because yep. you're like, this is bullshit. And then they have another minute of the pe- of the power play. That gets nothing done, mind you. Yep. The Avs go right back to dominating them yep. defensively. And they so. And nonsense or not, know. on Miko, on the refs, whatever, on Olafson for the other penalty, you get through it and the Avs get the job done yeah, at the and end of the night. Outside of the Strom opportunity, there isn't really another good yep. scoring chance the rest of the night. You yep. get you get your you get your save out of Georgiev and you close. All right. Two points. Job done. Pretty easy. And you got another game where 
tune of the tar missed a couple empty nets. Boy, did he have one. Yeah, at he? least not one, right? Just not missed, but he goes through it, his legs yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Tatar being out there with the empty net was exciting. And then he got that puck. With, failed clear. Yeah. yeah, he got that puck with I don't even know how much time, somewhere under a minute. And instead of trying to go off the wall and just get it out for safety, he tries to go for the net. Yeah. And it gets knocked down, and you're like, oh, no. This can't happen. You have to. It's got to get out. Yeah. You can't be going. I, I understand the situation that you're in. You cannot do this, dude. Got to go up the wall there. Yeah, you have to go up off the wall. I mean, you don't have to go up the, off the wall, but it has to get out. Well, yeah. If if you go if you go net side, it's got to get out first. Go net second. That's all. That puck just has to get out, man. Yep. Like I don't. You can flip it straight up into the air and have it do one of those things where it hits the scoreboard <laughs> at Ball Arena. Whatever, man. It has to get out. It just has to. Yep. Pretty simple it's, that it's way. It's tough, man. Yep. You want you know I. I'm not here for constantly bashing Tomas Tatar when he goes pointless. He's had some pretty good games. He's had some not great games. <laughs> I would disagree with his usage from Bednar. Me too. But whatever, you're in the room you're in. You're 25 games into the season. You haven't gotten a goal out of him. Showed a lot of trust by the coaching staff to even put him out there. For sure. Fair. And he has to make a better play. And he is a smart player. So. He is. Which is why him being out there in that situation, it's not about the zero goals. No. It's about winning the game. We think we think he can close. And I would like a better play. That is not singular to him. Jack Johnson has two failed clears. And I'm not even going to rail against Jack Johnson in this game. That guy did everything that you could ask from him. Couldn't yep. shoot the hell out of the puck. Boy, did he My shoot a lot. goodness. Look, at the end of the day, you know what this game is on April 14th? Forgotten about? Two points. Also two points. In the standings total, it's two points. Yeah. Love That's it. it. Love it. I'm done here. Anything else you guys got? Yeah, I'm curious. I haven't looked, but I'm just curious what this where this brings them in the standings. It's I don't look every I don't look every day. I believe it's thirty four points. Yeah. So they're thirty four points with twenty five games played. Uh they have a three point lead on, on Dallas. Dallas and Dallas has two games in hand. Yep. They have a four-point lead on Winnipeg, and Winnipeg has 24 games played. So yep. somehow they ended up with the most games played. I I know how. They've just played constantly over the last two weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're still rocking. I mean, a 680 is lower than you would want over the course of a full season. It's not that much lower. No. I mean, 700 is my goal, so yeah. we're, you're in the range. Um, you know, you right now have... Obviously, again, games played considerations, but you have a point on the Kings, and you're only three back of Vegas, and Vegas has one more game played than you. So you're right there in the yeah, West. So yeah. you're right there. You're leading your division. You, I'm not really too worried about Pacific. I'm worried more about t handling Central, but yep. you're where you want to be. You're in first place. Yep. You're making everybody chase you. That's where it's at. You're in the good spot. That's where it's at. Uh, Got a few super chats here. Two dollars from Tommy, who says, uh, "How slash why is Tatar broken? How do you fix trade?" Um, I don't think he's broken. I just think he's cursed. <laughs> you see him get does feel pretty cursed. Golden right now. scoring yeah. opportunity almost every game, and he just hasn't finished yet. That stuff happens, and it's he's the kind of guy where he's had the type of career where when one goes in, 
a bunch will. You yeah. think over the next week you should probably pick that guy up in fantasy and play yeah. him as a rotational guy because <laughs> he's about to score four goals in the next week for you? Yep. I agree. Maybe not. I mean, you know, maybe he never gets one and this turns out to be the weirdest, saddest end to an NHL career. Hope not. Me too. But, you know, his only value in a trade at this point is to move salary. Yeah. And a contract. I, I I think if the fair question right now is, do the Avs have a better option? Well, right Oscar Olauson sure didn't do it for exactly. me no tonight. Point. Uh, Riley Tufty sure hasn't done it. So yeah. right now, no. That's my point. That's his godsend. That's Tatar's godsend. The deadline is still a ways away, and Kovalenko's not coming anytime <laughs> yep. soon. Yep. <clears throat> we will. We will. The, Tomas Tatar will have had plenty of runway. Every chance by the time they find a real alternative option there. Yep, agree. Uh, five dollars from Melanie who says a nail biter at the end. Go abs, never a doubt. Never a doubt. Nice for them to finish one off and not have the Nashville scar linger. Rear its ugly head again, according to Bull Durham. (laughs) Who could have seen this coming? Yeah. Uh, and then five more dollars from Tommy, who says, can't blame Georgiev. Remember the rebound on Vassy when he just turned his head and didn't even attempt to stop against us. Sometimes goalies know. Yep. When you're beat, you're beat. Yeah. Well, and Georgiev comes <laughs> damn yeah. close to that puck. What oh, he decided, what he, sick. the way he played it gave him a chance. That yep. would have been sick. Is what it is. Oh, man, it would have been. That would have been. <sighs> oh, that would have been the save of the year. Uh, a reminder, we are taking over Ball Arena on December 9th. That is coming up this weekend on Saturday. Saturday. It's yes. almost here. You can still get tickets. Come have a great time with us. You get a bus down to the bar and back. You get free beers on the bus. You get to hang out here at the bar before and after the game. Snarf's gift card. $25 Snarf's about, right? card. And Snarf's gift card. Well, the best part is now it's only 80 bucks. You can get it on this for 80 bucks. Wow. It ba- basically pays for itself between the free beers and the $25 Snarfs gift card. You're right there. You're, you're we're basically wasting money. If you, boy you get to go see a game. Boy math, for sure. It's, it's more like sports math. I want to stay away from <laughs> how boy math turned out. <laughs> it's a great time. I always have a blast when we go do these things, so come have a blast with me. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, and make sure you check out MSU Denver right across from Ball Arena. Over 90 different majors available. You can sign up for the spring semester now if you haven't already at msudenver.edu. Kick start your college career or restart it, whatever works for you. Uh, they have both online and in-person classes. You can do a mix of both. Whatever you need, it works for you and your college education. msudenver.edu today. That's it. We're getting out of here for this one. We have an off day tomorrow. Well, we're on. The abs are off. So you'll see our normal 2 p.m. pod, which uh, is a thing that we do. Will they? Yes. I mean. No. Practice is at noon. Okay. I'm just saying that's a tight turnaround. I mean, it three, it's, a, it's a ball, so it helps. 3 p.m. then? I mean, I, I'm not the one who has to come from ball, so. Yeah. I'm not either. <laughs> Is that ball tomorrow? Yeah. Well, we'll see. That was what the initial release said, but I would oh, imagine yeah, they're practicing here. a lot at ball during the homestand because they don't like going to FSC if they don't have to. Either way, Big E's hosting that one, so I don't have to yeah. do any of the hard work yeah. for tomorrow. I show. was just thinking about Megan's life. <laughs> well, 12 o'clock. Megan's I mean, off tomorrow. Actually, from yeah. the pod. So you're both off tomorrow? No, I'm just being a panelist. Got it. <laughs> 
12 o'clock at ball. It's going to be over at 12.30. So. Okay. Well, I mean, right if Megan's here. not on tomorrow, it doesn't even no, matter. No, but I'm saying it's right here anyway. So yeah. It actually doesn't easier. even matter. Whatever. Our pod will yeah. be on this YouTube channel tomorrow. We will, and <laughs> you can plan for it to be at 2 p.m. I've just made everything harder because it's just how I live. Shush your mouth, AJ. <laughs> Like and subscribe here on YouTube. That helps shushed. us out a ton. Shush. Check out thednvr.com. You can go to the events page if you want to join the takeover or consider becoming a diehard. No, do that. Join the takeover. They're super cool. The couple of people that I've talked to who have gone on them had a really, really good time. They're very fun. Seriously, do that. You heard it here first. We're out of here. We appreciate y'all. We will talk to you tomorrow or, you know, go read our pieces on the DNVR. Check out our other videos, all that good stuff. Goodbye. We all silly like the mayor. 